Coming up on this episode, we begin with Runaway Snowblowers, our disaster preparedness, and the thrills of Soul Cycle. Then we get into the week's tech news, including some controversial new emoji, a spicy new AI, and the benefits of letting everyone track everything you do. Stick around, Don't Panic starts right now. This is Don't Panic, episode number 232, recorded February 11th, 2019. Do androids dream of delicious flavors? So close. Hello, everybody. (laughs) Welcome to this episode of Don't Panic, the technology podcast on gadgets, the internet, and of course, you. I am Sean Jennings, joined as always by a man who has no interest in seeing stolen pictures of Jeff Bezos' penis. It's Colby Rabideau. (laughs) I I can confirm I have no interest in that. That is a fact. Uh, What's going on, Colby? What's, What's the scoop? Oh, I don't know. Preparing for a snowstorm tomorrow. Yes. Uh, how many how many inches are you guys expected to see out there in in old Bean Town? I, I honestly I haven't even looked. No. It's all it's all the same to me. Two inches, twelve inches, twenty two inches. I don't know. I'm still gonna have to walk to work. Mm. Actually, that, that's probably not true. I could stay home. I was but. gonna say you gonna take a work from home day. I might take a work from home day. That's cool. And you I, should do I it. probably you have to get in a car. I live closer to my office than you do to yours. I bet. <laughs> Really? Well, it's a five-minute drive, so time-wise, it's faster. Mm. I live like a ten-minute walk, so it's probably pretty close. I mean, uh, it's only—it's really only a five-minute drive. There's no highway involved, though. So yeah. Hmm. That's a good question. We'll have to compute that sometime. <laughs> Not to brag. Um, Not to brag. I think we're getting four to six out here, so a little bit. Yeah. Not nothing. Snow became fun once I uh, once I got you know me I'm Mister I love my toys and ever since getting a snowblower, yes, it's really fun. Although did I did I tell you about this? The um, I bought a snowblower and there was a whole saga around it and I won't repeat the whole thing. But I got like a snowblower junior. It's like it's like a mini snowblower. Now it's steel, it's gas, it's a you know it's not like one of those like crappy electric ones. I mean it's a real snowblower, just small. Mm-hmm. And the first time I was out using it, all my neighbors had the big boys, and I had like the easy bake oven of snowblowers, and I felt snowblower. really inadequate. But I did my driveway in about tw- half the time it took them to do theirs. My my old man neighbor was like, wow. was like, wow, you're really efficient. I'm like, <laughs> yes, I am, old man. I'm coming for your ass. Now, do you think was that because you were just like walking faster than them, or? I think I think that was part of it. I mean, I was hustling, and mine. It's honestly mine is faster because it doesn't have the motor doesn't power the wheels. It's not self-propelled. It's actually propelled by the blade, the the snowboard blades actually kind of scraping the ground and pushing it. And I think I actually get more speed doing it that way. But it, because it's smaller, you don't need the powered wheels. And that thing friggin' right. hustles. It, it'll get hmm. away from you. Um, it's it's quick. So. I, I I literally I kind of like run after it. It's it's. I a just problem. had, a, had a, an image of you chasing a, a runaway snowblower <laughs> down, down the, the street. You know that's shockingly plausible. That's the bad part. That sounds amazing. Yeah. The, yeah. I don't know. It's not. It's not supposed to start here till like four or something, or not supposed to get really bad until four. Mm-hmm. So it's like like most of the day will be normal can go fight for bread and eggs on my way home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, th- hopefully this one won't be big enough to require that, but you know how it goes. Yeah. 
The old New England standby. <laughs> right. Such a weird thing. I know. I never know. What, you know, I, I fully acknowledge that, you know, if the world were to end tomorrow or something, I would I literally think I would starve within a day with the amount of food that's in my house. I, mm. I am I am wildly ill prepared. I have like I'm trying to think think what's in my fridge right now. I have like eggs. Okay. And bread. I do have bread. I got some English muffins. Solid. Um I have like butter and stuff. I have I might actually have some like frozen chicken breasts or something in the freezer. It's like a couple of days of food. Uh I have some like unused packets of blue apron rice. I probably oh, have yeah. about six of those, okay. which is, is, is good. You don't speak a whole meal out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it though. I got some peanut butter. That's like high in protein. Oh, so you're Caloric. set. You're good. Yeah. You're, and you, you, you're well thought out. Yeah, I could go <laughs> definitely well thought out and not like just accidental. Definitely. Makes perfect sense. Yeah. Now, Kobe, I was going to ask you a question because I, um, I was thinking, um, but what what would we discuss? We lead rather boring lives, so there's really nothing interesting in our lives. Oh my to God, discuss I did something. something crazy today, but it, we can talk about that after. Well, now that I've teased, we don't do anything interesting. I was going to ask my bullshit question. Yes, of course, Colby. We want to hear about your more interesting thing. <laughs> I went to Soul Cycle. What? Uh-huh. <laughs> like by accident? So, yeah. Uh, like m- no, on purpose. Um work does this thing where like if enough people from work go to the same place to exercise they'll pay for it so there are a bunch of people that go uh to soul cycle on monday nights after work and so i went with them this time uh it was crazy i don't know it was it was really bizarre it's like like a hundred people on like stationary bikes in a dark room and then there's a person at the front of the class like bullying you into exercising uh while loud music plays it's it was fascinating did did you feel inspired to pedal harder no i mean maybe a little bit but the problem with me is like I react kind of negatively to people telling me what to do. So like if there's someone yelling me to do something like the more enthusiastic they are, the less I want to do it. Um, just because, just because, uh, that's, that's how my brain works for better or worse. Um, so it was, it was interesting. It wasn't. So the crazier part is I had a coworker who went to this two weeks ago and like went too hard and he ended up in the hospital for a really? week. Because so there's this thing that happened. It happens with spinning and it happens with like CrossFit sometimes where like you can work out too hard and like when your muscle like like when you work out like your muscles hurt and like it's because there are little tears in them. Right. And Mm -hmm. so the tears heal and like you get stronger and that's how that works. But if you if you work out too hard, there are too there's too much muscle breakdown and then like there's these like bad juices and like your muscles don't heal right and like the the fluid from it can like overwhelm your kidneys and you can die oh my god yeah it's like a a a whole thing so he was in the hospital for like a week just on like fluids to like flush this crap out of his system while his legs like healed um but that i 
I mean, I don't know if that happened to me. He he didn't go to the hospital for a couple of days, but uh, he also like couldn't walk that for he could barely walk up the stairs at work. Well, before he went in, so um, that was crazy. That is phenomenally gross. I the human body is just the worst. Yeah, it's, it seems really unreliable. It, it just it just breaks down in horrifying, just gross ways. Yep, but. I don't know. It was kind of weird. It's not a thing I would pay to go to myself, but I might consider going again if someone else is paying. Okay. That's a yeah. solid review. Yeah. Are there are there any other uh, group company exercises on the horizon? Are you going to go, you know? <laughs> uh, we, we've, they've talked about doing other ones like, uh, like boxing or something, which is a thing I already do sometimes with, with friend of the show, Emily. Um, so I would totally do that. I don't know if there are crazier. There's this one that, that is hip called orange theory, which is like a tasty beverage. It's it, so their, their logo looks a lot like HubSpot, which is uh. weird. They, they basically ripped off HubSpot. Um, but it's like, that one's weird. Like every, everyone with heart rate monitor and there's like a scoreboard and I don't, I don't need that. I don't. That think. sounds that that sounds extremely dangerous. At right, that point, right. like that's that's like guaranteed to put people in the hospital. You think? Yeah, I think so. But then again, you with your sort of anti-establishment sort of, <laughs> I won't stand right. for this. Who's, who's really winning here? <laughs> <laughs> Kobe leaves a revolution. Uh, Standing up for the little man at the gym. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. It was. Uh, I so I didn't feel totally dead after, but I do feel like kind of like jeeped up now, which is I told I was told I would feel good afterwards. So I can confirm that like that's the case. Hmm. That's uh, that's good. I mean, I, I recently saw my doctor and uh, he asked me, uh, so, uh, you know, he had the checklist of stuff. Oh, do you smoke? Do you drink? That kind of thing. He goes, uh, oh, you know, how many how many days a week do you do moderate or moderate or strenuous exercise Two, three days a week? I'm like zero. He goes, excuse me. I go zero. <laughs> he goes, okay. Well, how about how about this? The next question: uh, How many days a week are you act? Are you moderately or aggressively active for at least thirty minutes? Zero. He goes, are you sure? You can think about it. I go, no, it's zero. He goes, okay. You know that's bad, right? And I go, yeah. And then the next question, he goes, do you consider yourself well hydrated? And I go, no, I'm extremely dehydrated, like all the time. And he goes. Well, at least you're honest about it. And I go, thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Doc. I appreciate it. So, uh, you know, can't all I be was, winners. <laughs> I was I was trying to be hydrated today before this, like, s- spinning class that puts people in the hospital. And it was so inconvenient. I had to go to the bathroom, like, every 45 minutes. But that's how you know it's working. <laughs> it, it was working. Get those I feel, bad toxins I feel out. fine now, yeah, but... Man, it was a pain. <laughs> Very nice. Well, uh, I'm glad that's working for you. Looking fit as ever, Mr. Colby. Uh, no, I was, I don't know. I, I was I was going to ask you uh, a bit of a, a non sequitur question. Because, Colby, you know what this week is. Obviously, we all know what this week is. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's Valentine's Day this week, Colby. Oh, yeah, that's true. I got those I chocolates you sent me. Thank you. Um, <laughs> it was very nice. I, I was like, is there an Apple event this week? Like, 
you got your priorities in the right place. Um, I hope you didn't forget because it is Valentine's Day, and I was going to ask you, Colby, you a big fan of Valentine's Day? Are you a support? Because I know some people really like it, but some people really hate it. I feel like it's a polarizing holiday. Um, I definitely don't hate it. I I enjoy it. I okay. enjoy it. It's, a, it's like all in good fun. Nice. It's not like you know my favorite thing in the world, but yeah, it's, a it's fine totally holiday. cool. I, I I participate in Valentine's Day willingly, and I enjoy it. Nice, good. Yeah. Yeah, any any big plans this year? Or can you not spoil them? They can't be spoiled. Uh, oh, oh! Video version viewers saw that fantastic. Well, I'm gonna gift that. <laughs> that was great. Definitely turning that into uh, into a thing. Yes. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Um. You know, I'm generally in favor of opportunities for people to love each other more. I guess the sort of corporatization of it is kind of a bummer. Um, it's a little bleak. <laughs> it is. But, you know, it also fuels our economy, I guess. I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a very, it's an extremely odd holiday. Certain businesses thrive on holidays like Valentine's Day, and it allows them to operate for the rest of the year. I, so. I don't think... I think about half the florists would close if Valentine's Day stopped existing. Definitely. For sure. Definitely. Uh, but I'm not doing flowers anymore. I used to do flowers for some family members. I don't do flowers mm. anymore. It's a ripoff. Interesting. It's a ripoff. I'm a my, see, my, my mom used to be a florist. She owned a flower ah, shop. She's it, a it, scam artist. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I think her her claim to fame was that... it. So she owned a flower shop near... Uh, in the greater Boston area and like Andover mm-hmm. and uh, Wade Boggs, who was the great Wade Red, Boggs. Yes. Uh, a Red Sox pay, uh, player used to come to the store sometimes and get flowers for his lady or his many ladies. Um, <laughs> I mean, it is Wade Boggs. Uh, did he ever make it in the Hall of Fame? I don't know. Honestly, the only thing I really know about uh, Wade Boggs is the thing with the bit from Thirty Rock, where where, where Tracy has to has to uh, say Wade Boggs Carpet World five <laughs> Wade times. Wade Boggs Carpet World. Wade Boggs Carpet World. I, I remember the great uh, Futurama line: "Wade Boggs goes down smooth" from the Blurns Ball episode. Mm. I do like that one. Uh, he was inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in two thousand five. Go Wade Boggs. That's right. He's uh, third in consecutive appearances of a third baseman. Um, 18-year baseball career, primarily with the Red Sox. Did he have a mustache? Is that? Is I think that you a... have to to play baseball in the 80s. <laughs> in that time. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, you, you saw those Red Sox players back in those days, and who boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, boy. totally. Boy, did he. Oh, look, they were numbered, retired his number both as a Red Sox and as a Tampa Bay Devil Ray. Oh, wow. Huh. What so a guy. Um, already oh my gosh, he's in movies? He's a talented guy. He's in a movie called Swamp Shark that was released in 2011. Uh, and a movie called Bending All the Rules, which was released in 2002. He was great in the... Um, in the uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" episode, uh, where they try and break his uh, his drinking record on a plane, 
which where Wade Boggs famously drank about 70 beers while flying across the country and the gang tries to beat it. Um, oh my God. I have not seen that one. That's a good, that's, well, yeah, it's a fine one. It's a fine one. I wouldn't say it's a great one, but solid. Nice. Solid gets the job done. Nice. Um, Should we uh, talk about tech news? Yeah, this would be the part where Dan would come in with some clever segue. Mm. Um, but we'll just do it awkwardly and talk about some tech <laughs> news. Um, and we got a lot of great stories, Colby. While you're looking through those, I'm going to let you pick first. Um, I want to thank everybody out there who's joining us live right now on the internet. Monday nights, about 10.15 Eastern, we get started over at twitch.tv slash don't panic show. And on Facebook at facebook.com slash don't panic show. We love our live viewers. If you're watching live right now, thank you. Be sure to leave us a comment either on Facebook um, in the comment section or you can check it out. Uh, you can comment in the Twitch chat. Uh, there's a little bit of a delay, so we don't always get to write right away, but we do often read comments on the air, so please join us for that. Colby, where are we going to start? New emojis? Oh, my God. Yeah, we got a couple fun stories in here. We can start with this one. Um, it seems like they're always adding more. Uh, we're now up to over 3,000 total, which is insane. It's emoji 12.0. We're getting a couple new ones in here. Um, coming later this year, uh, officially approved by the whatever body officially approves emojis. <laughs> um, I haven't read through this. Uh, the, Uni- the Unicode Consortium. Um, it's 230 new emojis coming to major platforms this year, including such great hits as Yawning Face, uh, a lot of uh, disability-themed, uh, like folks in wheelchairs or uh, blind folks with canes, uh, also, a lot of interracial couples uh, emojis in all different colors and ethnicities. And we'll also get uh, animals like sloths, flamingo skunks. We've got waffles, butter, garlic, um, underpants, reflective safety vest, uh, wooden chair, axe, drop of blood, melting ice cube, brown heart, and white heart. For some reason, Banjo. I thought there was already a drop of blood, but I guess I guess not. I mean, maybe it's... I don't know. Maybe maybe it says something about me that I read it as a heart of blood, as a drop of blood. <laughs> although it is between a stethoscope and a band aid, so mm, context yeah, it clues. Seems, seems on point. And 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 only one away from like a Sweeney Todd razor. <laughs> yes, and an axe. I mean, this is really dangerous <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's an interesting interesting mix of emoji. I think the most uh, notable one that's been going around the internet is the. I don't know what you call it. The sort of size indicator, the pinchy fingers. <laughs> The, 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 you know, hold them an inch apart to indicate something small. And I think that's kind of like the eggplant emoji. I think people will have some fun with that one. Yes. Just suggestive enough. Yep. Yep. The finger pinch. So <laughs> I don't know. I, I, you know, I, I'm of the opinion there are too many emoji. Mm. I don't think there are too many. It's just gotten really hard to like navigate the list. Like, I don't know why there's not a search box. On right. iOS. And, and maybe it's a, uh, I'm sure it's better on Android. I don't know. I, I'm sure this is one of those things they have a thing for. Or, and I guess you could use a different emoji keyboard, but I really wish there were some, uh, some other way to do that. I try and use the predictive thing and it works for some stuff, but like if you don't know what, what it's called and there's no way to find out what it's called. You're just out of luck. Well, and I also don't like that it replaces the word because usually I want the mm. word in addition to the emoji. So it's like pizza, pizza emoji, 
Don't replace the word. Add it at the end. So pro tip, if you do the word, then a space, and then do the emoji, it puts the emoji at the end. Uh, see, I should have asked you. I should have the emoji master. <laughs> or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> what are, oh, there's a sloth. That's amazing. Yep, an otter, an orangutan. Skunk. Yep, are those potatoes, I think? Falafel. Oh, yeah, look at that. There's a juice box. A beverage box is what it's called. A beverage box. I, I do love these generic names. I like the ice cube. That'll be useful. Yeah. <laughs> I like ringed planet. Ringed planet. Yes. I guess Saturn is copyrighted or something. They can't <laughs> legally call it that. Well, they don't want to. They want They want it to be a, a generic ringed planet in case we discover another. Well. What a time to be alive. Yeah, man. New emojis coming soon to a <laughs> device near you. Yes. All right. Let's see what else we got here. I want to talk about this one. I'm making, I'm getting involved in picking the stories tonight. I'm, I'm taking up Dan's mantle. This is the story we reference in the clunky episode title. Um, I don't know what IBM does anymore. I feel like all they do is announce things like that's their business model is just to announce they're doing things. And like, I've never seen any proof they actually do anything. Don't forget we're doing. That's right. And it's always like, oh, hey, think of how much it's got to be like some sort of stock market scam where it's like we juice the stock by announcing things and we never have to actually do them. It's it's like a it's like an incentive like you get a you get a time where you can sell your stocks and then the company announces that they're doing a thing so you can sell your stocks. It's sketchy and 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 how I know that is this insane story which is IBM is partnering with the McCormick Spice people to use AI to create the to create spice mixes. And you're like that's buckwild insane. You're correct. Uh, partnering with McCormick and Company's R&D team, leveraging machine learning to cut the time it takes to develop new flavors by up to 70%. Now, they've already used uh, IBM's AI tools to develop new scents for the fragrance industry, um, including a perfume uh, that is coming out later this year. But now they're partnering with the folks at McCormick to reduce uh, their uh, current R&D system um, they give an example here. If, if McCormick's R&D department is working on a new Tuscan chicken recipe, researchers will first search the company database for a previous Tuscan chicken recipe and use that as a jumping off point. The testing can involve hundreds of tries lasting anywhere from six to 18 months. The algorithm drastically reduces that testing time because it not only accesses the existing flavor formulas, but it also integrates sales and marketing data, enabling the company to tailor recipes to specific regions and customer demographics. Um, oh, God. It says here, uh, I love this quote from uh, Faridi, uh, what's his, uh, uh, Hamad Faridi, their chief science officer at McCormick, neat title, uh, it says here, if I'm a developer and I want to develop something I think needs a cheese flavor, I have two or three of my favorite cheese flavors I've worked with in the past, I try to use them first, however the AI has no such biases and will instead weigh the various cheese flavors present in the database to find the best one. They've already used it to develop three new recipe flavors, uh, Tuscan chicken, bourbon, pork tenderloin, and New Orleans sausage, which it will release by mid-year. And these are just like, like you'll be able to buy these in a little shaker in the spice, the spice aisle. That's exactly right. 
That's exactly right. I know. I know. Computer, they can't taste, but they use science and, and math to come up with. Fl- it's creepy. <laughs> it's so weird. Maybe it's cool. I don't know. I just feel like AI is one of those things where it's like, we don't. It was kind of like when everyone was doing 3D movies, and it's like, we only need some movies in 3D. Like, we don't need all. And I kind of feel like AI is like that, where it's like, we don't have to do everything with AI. Could we? Yeah. Yeah. But should we? Would IBM like you to? Yeah, because that's all they do now. But I just think this is upsetting. And all I can think of is is I know that they're they're parody accounts usually, but the joke of like, you know, oh, we spe- we put 10,000 recipes into the AI and here's what it spit out. And I'm like, <laughs> could you imagine what insane things the McCormick R&D department isn't releasing? There's a... Uh... There's this lady on Twitter. I think her name is Janelle Shane, and she is some sort of like AI or machine learning researcher, but she tweets or she has a a Tumblr or something, and the Tumblr is just like uh, AI has gone terribly wrong. Um, and it's it's all very funny. Dan and Dan and I saw her speak at a conference, and it, it was it, her whole talk was just like uh not not all silly like many silly things it had it was a humorous talk she talked about some serious things like ai's being racist and stuff like that um but but it was it was very funny um and it's it's pretty amusing her her stuff but like in a way maybe this is nice like if you think back to the like, I don't know, like the heyday of of like big box stores and like everyone has the brand of the one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, like I imagine like the 60s and 70s and like 80s and like, you know, everyone eats the same brand of pasta and the same or the same two brands of pasta and the same two brands of bread and um. I don't know, like maybe this is kind of a an interesting counter to that tendency that like over industrialization of of food and well, I mean specifically food in this case. Um maybe it's cool. I don't know, different different yeah. regions of places like different things. Coffee milk is a thing in Rhode Island. McCormick. I drank it. I drank it in elementary school. You could buy it at lunch. You could get a carton of coffee milk in addition to your regular milk and chocolate milk. Now you're just bragging. Now you're just showing <laughs> off. Come on. You know the rest of us didn't have that. I know, I know. I know it's true. Making us jealous. I uh no, I think it is interesting because, you know, again, the we have the limitless capability of technology to solve all of the world's problems and we're putting it on developing new spice mixes. And I think that there's <laughs> something to that where who knows, you know, we didn't have sriracha 20 years ago, you know? I mean, the new flavors are always being developed and 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 you know, why mm-hmm. why not come up with something new? What what weirds me out is that they're using the sales and marketing data 
to tailor recipes. And I'm worried about that famous echo chamber idea where it's like, you know, because on social media, the people you follow kind of reinforce your beliefs where it's like, oh, people who live in your area really like barbecue. All of a sudden, all the spices are barbecue. And you're like, what is going on? You know, it's <laughs> like it, it, things could get a little too. We could have less variety, in fact, if they right. use this data a little too, too much. Yeah. That's the thing I think about, like, pretty much every time any AI thing comes up. I always find myself thinking about that. And I can only assume that people who do this for real uh, also think about that and they have some way of dealing with this stuff. Um, like, I know, like, in very high level, like, things like that at Spotify where, like, you know, certain things are decided based on, like, past licit, past data of what people like, but there's also, like, you know, steps are taken to make sure it's always like taking into account like new data too, like what people are doing. Um, but I don't know, like at some point are, are people only listening to like what are people only listening to the things they're listening to? Because like it was, you know, suggested in some way by the algorithm that is in turn like, uh, accounting for what these people are people are listening to and is it like a feedback feedback loop like yeah i don't know well it's that i don't know man. we haven't we haven't dug into it too much on the show nor will we uh but the uh, the issue youtube is having with their algorithm showing people uh aggressively um conspiracy videos and and far-right videos and these sort of issues where their algorithm works as intended their algorithm is built to maximize views and they don't care about what the content is and that's sort of the balance of you know, McCormick's algorithm could be designed to maximize flavor, but the human body can only handle so much flavor. Um, you can't handle the flavor. It's, you know, create mixes the human body cannot comprehend that go far beyond our mortal knowledge. Um, mm. But I'll start to be concerned when they start pitching spices for human flesh. Then we'll really know we have a problem. <laughs> um, but keep an eye on those uh, AI-powered spice mixes coming to a market near you soon. Uh, I just had a, a business idea. This is a free business yes, idea. Yes, I love our business ideas. I think this is a free business idea for a very specific person. I think Guy Fieri should have a line of spices called Flavor Town, and they should be computer developed by IBM. That's that's what I've decided. I we will, should send that guy an email. I will bet you a bazillion dollars. There's already a Guy Fieri Flavor Town spice. Now, it's probably not made with computers, to be fair, mm -hmm. but um, if there's not, that's a, that is a giant mix. Miss. <laughs> a, a huge missed opportunity. What is he waiting for? Yeah, dude will brand himself on anything. <laughs> Flavortown. Flavortown. I'm going to be the mayor of Flavortown. I haven't watched his show in a while. Yeah, you know, it's one of those, I can't decide if I like him or don't like him. Because according to all reports, apparently he's a very nice guy. Mm, which is sort of surprising. Like he donates a lot to charity and like he's really nice to the people he works with. And he's not unpleasant to be around. No, but he also that's plays. Something. He also plays a character that's incredibly unpleasant. <laughs> you know, there's a there's a burger place near uh, my work. And Guy Fieri has been there. Like his face is like spray paint stenciled on the wall or something. Um 
and I just don't like it. Like it's not good. I don't know. Mm. I don't know what to. I just don't know. That's all right. You know, Colby. I think sometimes we forget it's okay to not have opinions on everything. <laughs> I feel true. that way sometimes. Where I'm like, you know what? I just don't have an opinion on this. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. Thank, thanks, Sean. I'll try and remember that. It's feel feel good about just not giving a shit about something and just meh. Okay, it's it <laughs> is what it is. Uh, that that's my motto for this year. <laughs> Uh, all right. What else do we have here in the rundown, Colby, that you would like to uh, to dig oh, deep on, get in on? Uh, Not a ton of news this time of year. We're we're so close to those March conference announcement uh, events. Mm-hmm. We're so close. Big name travel apps are spying on you. Oh, I saw this one. They sure are, Colby. God damn it! I know it's upsetting. You know. Most people trust that their privacy is well-respected online, uh, and turns out you can't always do that. An investigation by TechCrunch reveals that many popular apps are engaging in the practice of recording your iPhone screen without your knowledge or consent. It's known as session replaying, and it usually involves hiring a third-party film. Uh, They give an example of the analytics firm's Glassbox to embed the technology into a mobile app. Um, the way it works is the software records every action you take within the app, as well as taking screenshots along the way. Um, and even worse is that for some of the apps, uh, that includes fields where the users input sensitive information like passport numbers, credit card numbers, and other financial and personal information. Um, they cite a number of popular airline, hotel, and retail apps like the Air Canada app is one example, uh, that's highlighted here. Now, according to this article, none of the most widely used travel retail apps that I could find using the technology uh, disclose it in the privacy policy or any public-facing document. They mm-hmm. essentially don't tell users they're doing it. Additionally, it doesn't seem any of these apps have received consent from the user in any way. Uh, among the apps uh, include Air Canada, Abercrombie & Fitch, Expedia, Hotels.com, Singapore Airlines, among others. Um, yeah. It's messed up, man. I've encountered these these sorts of things before, um, whether they're for like analytics or like in in my line of work, they come across the ones that are more for like debugging, right? Like if there's a problem, you can go and look at what it, what a person was doing. Absolutely. I'm um, I'm not cool with it. I i take a moral stance against these sorts of things i I refuse to participate um and yeah and it's like that same reason like it's not disclosed no one has any idea and like the stuff you're typing in even you know even if you're doing a good job in masking like credit card fields and and other like sensitive info like like you don't people have no idea that like if they were typing into a text box, like even before they like, you know, press the save button that, that could be, that is on the server. So on a server somewhere, right. Mm-hmm. It's just messed up. Like, I don't know. It'd be a mess if that, if that got out, I don't know. It seems very silly for, for a really like flimsy benefit too. Like I don't, I, I think the, like the actual tangible benefits of something like that are it's, it's like a diminishing return, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or like, yeah, it's useful to like, you know, uh, on an app, like record, like if the app crashes and you send like a stack trace and stuff back, but like 
how useful is it? Like in a very specific cases, like sure, it's useful to see exactly what the person did, but in the in the 99% of cases where where you can find the error and just like look at it and be like, "Oh, here's what we did. did was it really worth recording everything everyone did all the time?" Mm-hmm. It wasn't. <sighs> Well, now that you've taken a very strong stance on this issue, uh, no, I, I will tell you, this is an absolutely a true story. Um, uh, the company I work for, uh, we recently redid our website, launched a brand new one, and on our old website, we installed a similar piece of technology where we were actively screen recording users using the website. Now, of course, we don't collect any personal information at all. It's merely a site you browse. Um but we had it installed, and we actually did screen recordings uh, to get an idea of the UX issues and, and where people were getting lost on the site. And it was extremely creepy. Um, I'm not going to lie. It was very weird. And if we had been collecting personal information, um, I definitely think that is an upsetting step um, to collect, especially without without people knowing that that was what you were doing. Um but I definitely do see the value in doing it. I, you know, I, I think people have to get really serious about these privacy policies and about up for, it was amazing to me the other day. I don't, I wish I remembered what app it was, but I was really blown away because most of the time when apps ask you for like your location data, they kind of have just like a generic boilerplate sentence. Like we need your location to best serve you in the app. And you're like, okay, I don't know what that means. I don't know what app it was, but it said, we need your, and then they were like, it was like a paragraph. It was really unusually long. And they're like, we need your location for this. And we will be sharing your uh, location data with a marketing firm. And they even named the firm in the thing, like, which I was like, you know what? Of course I said no, but I was like, hey, at least you told me, like, thank you. Like, at least I had the option to say yes. Like, I... (laughs) I, I, that was an really great decision. I, I, I think that's awesome, to. right? And so, you know, I I get why the technology exists, but the fact that it is collecting personal private information—I mean, that's got to be some kind of illegal, I would think. Um, you would think. Yeah, I guess it's only illegal if you get caught, right? Yes. Yeah, but alas. The world is terrible. Yeah, it. you know, it is really sad, too, though, because now I'm so suspicious of everything. Yeah. And I'm I'm I think I worked. I, I was thinking about this today, but like I used to my my old job was at like an email marketing company. Right. So like, you know, I'm aware of how like email analytics work like, you know, it 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 basically counts how many times, you know, if you open an email and it loads the image, that's like a tiny little one pixel image that's like in the email, Mm -hmm. then they know you opened it. So I just have all my, all my emails and all my email clients, the the pictures are turned off. And I like, I look at the email. I'm like, do I care about the pictures? And most of the time I don't. And I just, I just archive it. Yeah. Smart but, man. I mean, I, I don't know. my my company uh, was sponsoring a health initiative where they were like, "Oh, you put an app on your phone and it tracks your steps, and if you get a certain number of steps each day, you know, you get entered into raffles for gift cards." They want people to exercise, and I went. I no joke. I went to our head of. I mean, it's a small company, but I went to the head of our HR, and I was like, "Hey, quick question. Like, what's the privacy policy with this like 
because it's like some third party company that we're using. Like, what do they do with our location data? Like, can you as my employer access it? And what do they do with it? And they like literally didn't know the answer. And I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely not doing this. Like, this is so like, oh, yeah, tell your employer everywhere you go and how much you move. And I don't I don't think so. That was very creepy. Yeah. You know, but you got to be suspicious of that kind of stuff. Right. Right now. Oh, that's sad. Well, let's move on to something hopefully more positive. We got time for one more story. Do you want to pick this one? I will pick this one, and I'm going to go with uh, another sort of out there story. Um, this uh, car subscription service, because I thought it just sounded interesting. I don't know. This is neat. Yeah. So uh, the fine folks at Toyota... Uh, have teamed up with the uh, Sumitomo Mitsui Auto Service Company in Japan to launch a new car subscription service with gamification elements. Uh, It's called Kinto. Um, Without getting into much of the details, there'll be two tiers, a more expensive and a cheaper. We'll start with the cheaper. Uh, Kinto 1, it allows you to drive a Toyota vehicle over a three-year period for anywhere between $420 and $900 a month, depending on which car you get. Um, The interesting thing is that Uh, The leasing service includes a rewards program that awards points based on how well you drive. Now, Toyota didn't get into the details exactly of how it will work other than saying it will award points based on their vehicle usage, such as for safe or ecological driving. And the really interesting part is that those points actually reduce the amount you pay each month for the car. So they're not kind of just nebulous points or you get gift cards. It actually reduces the monthly payments. Uh, the, it will be available starting on March 1st for the fine folks in Japan, um, only available via select dealers on a trial basis, won't officially roll out across Japan until the summer. And the points program won't be available until the fall. Um, but I thought this was really interesting. A, I don't know what Toyota gets out of, I guess the safe, because it's a leased vehicle, it's better for them for you to not get in an accident. So they probably save money not having to repair or replace the car would mm-hmm. be my guess is how they make money on this. But also it means that Toyota is intentionally tracking everything you do in the vehicle. Talk about privacy, everything you do in the vehicle and scoring it um, based on their metrics. Yeah. If you had, if you had a car, would you try something like this Colby? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so because I'm the kind of person who has images in my email clients <laughs> disabled. <laughs> <laughs> well, we always talk about this, right? What's what's the price of po- of privacy for you, right? right. Like, what number right. does it become financially lucrative enough that you give up some amount of your privacy? Is it a hundred dollars a month off of your car payment? I mean, if I could get to zero. Or something, if that was possible, like maybe. So if or someone it, gave you a free car, but it tracked everywhere you went and how you drive, you'd be down with that? Yeah. Okay. That's good to know. Because yeah. it does sound like a startup that exists somewhere where it's like, Probably. it's Uber, but it's free. But, but but then we put ads on the side of the car and then we sell the, the marketing data of everywhere Colby drives. <laughs> Right. It's Uber, but it's free. And when you sit in the car, like a thing clamps onto your face and holds your eyelids open and you have to watch the ad. That's right. A 60 second ad before you can drive the vehicle. Yes. Colby, it looks like you're going to Taco Bell. (laughs) You only feel some minor discomfort. (laughs) I like that idea. That's see, that's a good idea. Um, There you go. No, I don't know. I think this is but I kind of like weird 
like experiments like this because I'm actually curious a if people will do it and b if it actually makes driving because if it makes driving safer and they're not doing creepy things with the data then I consider this a win because mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of it's a win-win because it's safer for the people driving and it's better for Toyota because they're saving money. So to me, this right. is like data used for good, theoretically. Right, right. Yeah, you're sort of like creating a nice little like economy, right? Like it's an incentive for mutually beneficial behavior. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's the question. Like, do they also turn around and resell this data for like other stuff probably because that's like how it works yeah i don't know how the privacy laws are in japan versus mm. the, the u.s or, the, or even the eu so i don't i don't know what they're uh, allowed to do that is a know. good question but um it is neat i mean that is a common thing in the u.s now is auto insurers um tracking your driving to uh, determine your auto insurance price. And now they don't really do it on a permanent basis. They do it on a limited basis to compute the value and then they stop tracking you. But still. Yeah. Um, is that a thing? Is that a thing? I feel like I've seen commercials or something where like you get a little thing that plugs into your car. That's that's that thing. Yeah, the OBD, OBD port um, yeah. in, your, in your thing. And they, I think it's like a month you have to do it. I think it varies, but it's about mm-hmm. a month. Um, yeah. And they, they track every time you, you know, how you start and stop the vehicle, how you, uh, how fast you drive, things of, things of that nature. All of that goes through the, uh, the OBD port there. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Zach, a, Zach and our, What's that? what was that? What? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, Zach in our Twitch chat says car insurance companies already have those little things. I watch how you drive for a month. Uh, he had one and it would beep every time I brake too hard. <laughs> sure. That didn't help your rate, Zach. Yeah, I that's that's like that. There's that startup where you can just buy one of those things. Um, automatic. I have like, one of yes, those. Automatic. Yeah. Or I bought one a long time ago. It was do, fine. Do you use it? It's fine. You know what it is? It's really convenient for one specific thing, which is if you have a check engine light, it it actually tells you the code, which is what you pay a mechanic to do. <laughs> right. And so if you have one or two check engine lights, it kind of pays for itself because then you don't have to pay a mechanic, which that happened to me twice. And both times it was just like a gas cap wasn't screwed mm-hmm. on right so save me money there so in that case <laughs> but otherwise you know what it's really useful for because it's great because it's it is the starts the stops it tracks your mileage every time you get in and out of the car and all that it's really great if you drive for work and have to track your mileage it's super super accurate because mm-hmm. it's attached mm-hmm. to the car that is great and i will say if you have a job like that just for like a regular person no it's not not really handy fair enough fair enough well there you go. Hmm. Alrighty. Well, Colby. The future. Uh, I uh, I am excited to move along to picks. I see you've got a very exciting one here in oh, the. I have, uh, pick, I have picks. I got picks. I got them queued up. Well, uh, uh, before we do picks, I do want Zach follows up in the chat. Haha, uh, ha, it did lower his rates, but few too many hard breaks for the lowest rates. Mm-mm. There's a reason why I didn't put it on my car because I would have gotten the highest rates. So I told them my, my insurance company offered and I said, no, thank you. I'm good. I'll take your average rates. Um, I'm going to jump in and go first here uh, because I can. And I am going to pitch a great new netflix show colby i don't have you had a chance to see russian doll yet 
No, I've heard about it. Though. That's their uh, that's their new hotness. You know, it seems like every five days Netflix releases some big new show. <sighs> yeah, this there's was... so much new stuff. All of a sudden, Kimmy Schmidt, Punisher. There was something else too. Kimmy Schmidt was overwhelmed. Kimmy Schmidt was good. I did say I cool. did see those. Those were good. Um, but Russian Doll was really great. If you now you saw Forever, right, Colby, on Amazon, and you liked it, then I think you're really gonna like Russian Doll. Very similar. Cool. It's it's that. And the trailers kind of give this away, so I don't think this is really a spoiler. Um, but it's it's a, it's very Groundhog Day esque, where it's living the same mm. day over and over again. But it is done like forever in sort of a really beautiful, high concept kind of way, with really great acting and touching characters you kind of care a lot about. Mm. And what's really excellent is it's I think it's ten episodes, but they're only about thirty five minutes a piece, so it's a quick mm. watch. Um, but it is shot beautifully, and the acting is excellent. It's a really, really, really good show, and I just breezed right through them because I could. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say if you're just looking for something new to try, for me, this is a, a no-brainer. It's a really excellent show. I think everyone involved did a did a great job. I really, really liked it. So um, it's available on Netflix, Russian Doll. I don't want to say too much more because it's got a little – I don't want to give too much away. Um but I think if, if you did like forever and that kind of high concept stuff, I think you'll really like this. Sick. Um, what do you have for us here? Nice. So I've been, I, the last couple of weeks I've been trying out a new sort of like, I've been using it for note taking this, this app is called, it's called notion and it's like, uh, it's like, you know, the app bear, like the note, the notes app bear. Mm -hmm. It's like if you took bear and you took Google docs and you smush them into one thing. So it's like sort of like markdowny, simple, like note taking and note organizing and stuff, but you can put like spreadsheets in your notes and they're spreadsheets and you can do like formulas and you can link to other spreadsheets and pull in data and do like calculations and all kinds of crazy shit. Um, Apparently, you can also use this with multiple people and you get like real time editing and stuff like you would in a Google Doc. I haven't done that, but I've just been using it for myself and it's like super cool. Um, the spreadsheet stuff is is very handy. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that sounds appealing to you. Check it out. Yeah, this seems dope. I'm kind of uh, browsing through their website. It seems very powerful. It's like... It, it, it took me a little while to get going. Um, it possibly just because I'm not a, I'm not a big spreadsheets person. Like I don't spend much time in Excel or Google sheets. So, mm-hmm. uh, some of that was new to me, but was like, I found it pretty applicable to, I don't know, things and pretty, pretty easy enough to pick up. It is, uh, it is available for Mac Windows and iOS and Android, uh, starting at zero dollars a month for free, um, and they've got some additional plans if you need more stuff. You can get it at Notion.so or wherever you get your applications. Sweet, sick, sweet. All right, we made it. Another one in the can. Unless you've got anything else you'd like to say to the world. I don't. I've I've shared all the excitement in my life. Oh, and that's 
I'm in the same boat, so I'm right there with you. I will say, hey, let's let's do a little cross promotion here. Uh, up for debate. Uh, we got a new episode this past week. Matt and I review the Super Bowl. Uh, our ultimate verdict: it was boring. Uh, no surprise there. Uh, and we try and remember some Maroon Five songs and fail. Um, and it's generally. We, we get into a couple good debates, actually, on this one. I got to oh. recommend it over at UpForDebate.tv. Check it out. Colby, would you like a sneak peek at what we're talking about this week? It's going to really surprise you. And I, I give Matt credit because he comes in with some really wacky ideas. This week's topic, bank heists. Ooh, we're going to talk about one. some of the most famous bank heists in wow. history, in American history. We're not going to go too far back, but it's cool. Yeah, I recently watched Baby Driver. Oh, okay. How was that? It was a movie about bank heists. It was really good. I enjoyed it. It was a little like silly, um, but it was fun. I, I liked it. Yeah, but who who played Baby Driver in that? I don't know. It was a person I'd never seen. Yeah, that's that's why I'm trying before. to think. And then did he do anything after that? It seems like a good question for the uh, the internets. Ansel Elgort. That can't be his real name. <laughs> Ansel Elgort? That sounds like a D&D character. <laughs> it really does. Uh, oh, he was uh, The Fault in Our Stars. The Divergent series. He was in that too. Oh, I see. Uh, oh, and he's a singer as well. What do you know? No, he hasn't really done anything since that. <laughs> okay. So anyway, yeah, so that'll be coming up at uh, UpForDebate.tv uh, or wherever you get podcasts later this week. That'll be a, a real fun episode, I think. So look forward to that. Awesome. Now we will be back next week. I assume, as far as I know, Dan will be here as well as Colby and I to break down whatever's happening in tech. And I swear big stuff is coming down the pipe. We've already got dates for Microsoft's Build Conference. We're going to see HoloLens 2. We've got... Uh, the dates for I.O., that's a little farther ahead in March. Uh, big rumors around an Apple event coming in March, potentially. We're talking new iPads. We're talking new uh, AirPods, maybe AirPower. Uh, uh, yeah, the rumor mills are spinning. So uh, stay with us. You're not going to want to miss it. Colby's very excited. He can't wait. He, he, he just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Not that excited. Uh, you can get it all at don'tpanic.io. That's our great website. Cool to hear. Uh, bust his butt working on it. So go check it out. It's got all the episodes, the audio, the video, and of course our picks every week are there. And you can get the show wherever you get podcasts. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, of course, now on Spotify as well. You can get us there. Uh, you can also get the video version on YouTube. And of course, you can follow us at Don't Panic Show on Twitter and email us don'tpanicshow at gmail.com. Uh, but that's I think going to end it this week. So on behalf of Colby and Dan, I am Sean. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time for more good times and tech news on Don't Panic. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Dan Miller, Colby Rabideau, and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.